Welcome to Hachzik, the Daily Musar Impact Initiative. We are back, Baruch Hashem, another Ahelaga Hachzik, and we are going to continue now. Sunday, day number 70, and we're on page 234. We're in the middle of Perak Dalid. We're in the middle of Mishnah Yud Beis. All right, let's do it. And we're up to Reb Shimon, Reb Shimon Oimer, Shloshikataram There are three crowns. There's Kasa Torah, Kasa Kahuna, and Kasa Malchut. You have the Kasa of Torah, the Kasa of Kahuna, the Kasa of Malchut. Now, what Rabbeinu Yoni is about to give us over here is really a beautiful understanding of each one. And then he's going to tell us the next words, how Kasa Shem Tov is Olal Gabem, how the, the crown of a good name goes upon all of them. Let's see now. Like we know that the Kasser of Kuhuna went to base Aaron Shinemar. But the Zarlach wrote Bit Kunat Oilam forever. Kasser Malchut was given to base David Shinemar. Zarlolam Yiyat Vikiso Kashemish Negadim. And the Kasser of Torah is Munach Loko Balolam. Kasser Torah is for everybody in the world. For everybody in the world. Because, I mean, let's face it, you have Shesh Mitzvot, you have the seven Mitzvot of the Goim, that as well, that they have a connection to. Haroz Elizgol, Bo Yavlovitsk, anybody wants to come, they can be Zechonet. Vizeaketer, Gadol, Shnegetarim. And this one, the Kasser of Tyra, that is greater than the other two. We're going to see a little bit later in the sixth parak how it's going to explain to us that it's greater. The Maral over there talks about that the Kasser of Tyra, that is Nickness, you can only get that in 48 ways. Whereas the, um, the Kasser of Kahuna and Tyra, our last one is 30 ways, one is 24 ways, but ultimately to get Tyra, it's 48, it's so much more, meaning that it takes a lot more to get it, but it's so much more chashev um, than the other two. Yeah, it's greater than the other two, like it says, like uh, there are three crowns. There was a crown that was on the Shulchan, the crown that was on the Mizbeach HaPanimi, and there was a crown on the Kapiris. That means that you had the Shulchan, the inside the Beis HaMikdash, inside the Mishkan, and then the Beis HaMikdash. The Shulchan had its own crown going around the table of the Shulchan. And you had the Mizbeach, the Mizbeach HaPanimi, the golden Mizbeach, that also had a crown going around it. And then you had the crown that went around the Aron inside the Kodesh HaKadashim. So, number one, the kesarim, those crowns that you have on those kalim and the base of Mikdash, each one is keneged, one of these crowns we're talking about now. The crown of the Shulchan is keneged, that is connected to the crown of Kahuna. The crown on the Mizbeach, that is, I'm sorry, let me take that back. The crown of the Shulchan is for the Malachim. The crown of the Golden Mizbeach is for the Kahuna. And the crown of the Aaron, that is the crown of the Tyra. And we know that the Aaron is the Moschashev of all of the different Kalim and the Beis HaMikdash. And there's another proof. Based of it, that they each have houses, and then by Lakuna base Aaron. But where is it that the Kesser of Torah lives? Meaning, the Kesser that you have for the base Aaron and for base of it, that's in their houses. But the house of the Heliga, crown of Torah, that is no less than Yerushamayim itself. 
Then anywhere you go and you mention my name, that's where you're going to find me. That's where you're going to find this Kesar of Torah. So this Kesar of Torah is something so much bigger. It's not something that is finite. It's not something that is kept within. It's not something that's kept specific for Aaron, uh, uh, Aaron and his children or for the Malchus. That has a house, that has a place, that has walls that can hold it. Over here, the Kesar of Torah and anywhere that you go. It's something that's so much bigger, something so much more vast. And for each of these to have any kind of power, any kind of significance, they need to have this Kesar of Shem Tov. And let's face it, this Kesar Shem Tov to begin with will only ever be had if you have a Kesar of Torah as well. Keep in mind, Yesh Adam Shem Tov Im Lasher Yasa Betovikamitz. A person wouldn't end up with this Shem Tov if he doesn't have Torah Mitzvah. So the Kesar of Torah and the Kesar of Shem Tov they are intermingled. They are almost the same with each other. And if you have the Kesar of Torah, just know your name is going to get out there. People will go and be impressed, and they will go and sing your praises all the time. Not so if you have Kesar of Malchut or Kesar of, of um, Kahuna, let's face it. You had Kohanim, you had kings who didn't have Torah. And we know that their names are forever remembered, not as Shem Tov, but as Shem Ra. And so when you have Torah, certainly that's going to give you the Kesar of Shem Tov. And so, yeah, very worthwhile for us to be involved in Torah. And on this it says, Tov Shem Tov, that a name is greater than good Shemen. Now, what does this mean? What's the let me say it outside, that if somebody would put inside his house a farsimon, which is a balsam oil, now that has such a terrific fragrance to it. And the people who live in your house, yourself and the people in your house will have such enjoyment. But let's face it, out of the walls of your house, nobody's really going to have appreciation or enjoyment from it. Not so a good name. A Shem Tov is greater than Shem and Tov because a good name goes and that spreads around the entire world. Everybody will go and talk about the great name of this great Talmud Chacham who has Tyro that is running through his veins. And now the Rabbeinu Yaina comes to explain to us the next step. And the day of death is much greater than even the day of birth. And he explains to us that Hashem Tov Yater Bechashivut Shal Shem and Tov Kain so he tells us that it's true. It's true that generally speaking, people go the other way. People are thrilled at the day of birth and people are honestly so sad at the day of death. But says Rabbeinu Yaina is a very famous piece from him. It should be the opposite. Listen to this. He says it should be the opposite and he gives us a marshal. He says when you have two ships, one that comes in to dock and one that goes away to dock, so the one that goes away, you have big crowds waving them, farewell, farewell. But the ones that come in, nobody really pays them much mind. All right, just came to dock. He says it should be completely the opposite. The one that comes to dock, everybody should be thrilled and happy. And the one that goes away, everybody should be very concerned and almost sad. Why is it that way? He explains to us because when a person dies, we know he's done what he's done in life. We know he's been fulfilled in life. And if you had a Shem Tov, then we know that he's gone on to a place of Olam Hamba to reap his benefits for eternity and that he's at his end and that he's done something that is worthwhile to take note of and to stand up for. As opposed to, as opposed to a baby who's just born, we should be very afraid for him. It should be something that we daven from. It should be something that we should really be fearful for because what will his life be? 
those who are leaving from the docks, what will be their voyage? Where will they go? Will they hit where it is that they meant to hit, or will they fall short trying and unfortunately go belly up in the ocean? So we should be thrilled. The day of death is something so great because it's a life that we know they've earned. Where is the day of birth? Will they ever earn? Will they fall short of that? We never know. And so he tells us that the simcha on the day of death should be something so much greater. And he finishes off, Rabbi that, that Mishnah we have already learned. Everybody should have a wonderful, great day. You have been listening to a shear by Hachzeik. If you have been impacted, please share with others. For the daily shear, please visit Hachzeik.com or call 516-600-8080.